0: Hey, how you doing? Thor here, coach at thorholt.com. Also, we have a new site, goldminer.com, which is kicking out some resources for people who are finding themselves redundant, unemployed, or seeking a new role for any other reason. The show is sponsored by Hazak Coffee. Check them out, amazing quality coffee with a cause, H-A-Z-A-Q, hazakcoffee.com. And uh today Holt presents the one and only Paul Mort. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. How you doing, brother? You well? I am fantastic, yeah. How's the oh. lockdown? Have you been locked in your backyard? No, I'll tell you what I did. The sun was out, so I uh I
1: came home instead of staying at the office.
0: Sun's out, be, guns out.
1: It could be dude, it could be the last sun we get this year, so I'm <laughs> gonna make
0: the most of it there. Eh? Now be a, be an optimist. Yeah, I think it's going to be the worst fucking winter we've had in years because there's going to be so many unemployed people, yep. and it needs to look good in the soup. You know, the bread and soup lines in the streets yep. with the snow yep. round about. It's going to be mad. You,
1: know you know it. Yeah, last been a last minute tanning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, oh, good. thanks for coming on the show. It's um, hey, my pleasure. I saw you on. It was uh, that crazy boy Rob Moore's oh. podcast. <laughs> yeah and uh i thought i like this guy's style he swears more than me yeah and he sounds like he may have taken more drugs than me too so that's going some
1: yeah i have taken more drugs than most people yeah yeah
0: what's the lockdown situation in your part of the world you in the north of england somewhere
1: i'm in the north of england so uh i don't really know i don't even
0: you don't even know where you live are you in warrington or something no just roughly i'm not asking for your address <laughs> I'm, in New, I'm in Newcastle, mate. Newcastle.
1: Newcastle. Ah, yeah, yeah so we're, we're supposed to be on something to do with six people or something, but no one gives a fuck anymore.
0: Do you think that is yeah. the general consensus? Because I was at the doctors today, and my doctors basically told me she didn't give a fuck. Yeah, have no, had enough. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, no, I couldn't. Yeah. I won't tell you her name, but she basically said, I've had enough, and I don't believe yeah. in this anymore. And I thought really? well, that is wow. interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, I. Uh, no, the
1: only challenge that we've got is I've got an event in two weeks. That I've got eighty of my clients coming to, and we're only allowed thirty. So that's in Manchester. So that's the only that's the only thing that I'm really paying attention to. The rest of it, I'm not really. It's not nothing really changed for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not really, really a really rule a, follower. It's more of a, It seems to me more of a social thing. They're trying to stop social gatherings, but I'm not really. A, I'm not a boozer anyway. So.
0: No, you, Paul. You don't seem like much of a rule follower to me, anyway. You seem like the kind of guy that might say, "Fuck that to rules." Yeah. You know, I don't, like I say, I don't even really pay attention
1: to the whole thing. So, like, the first part of lockdown didn't really happen for me either. Like, (laughs) I just, like, the first, that whole big thing, I was like, well, I'm the only one in the office block. There's only me in the office. So, and that's my thing. That's, (laughs) so I didn't, I didn't, the only thing that changed for me was I didn't get to train jujitsu. That
0: was it. What, uh, what? Yeah, I, I miss that. I'm an old man now. I used to do that back in the early days. We used yeah. to watch the Gracie videos and uh, getting involved yeah. well, back in the a, late nineties. I
1: got I actually got my blue belt during lockdown. So I'm holy shit!
0: Congratulations, I'm, man.
1: I'm am a certified killer now. Yeah. So what ended up happening was the lad that works in my office, he's a blue belt and a, and a fighter. Yeah. And he, uh, we just ended up turning my garage into a dojo. Yeah. And we just sparred every day, and then I got my, uh, I got my blue belt at, uh,
0: Well, I'm 40 at the weekend, so. Yeah, <laughs> super. Congratulations, man. Well, I'm four, I'm 47 at the weekend. Shit, mate. No, what day? Let me think. Saturday is the 26th, isn't it? Oh, 26th. Yeah. My birthday's on the 27th. How crazy is that, motion? Fucking hell, we're close. So look, what I wanted is your positive energy for my yes. listeners, because a lot of my listeners, not all of them, but a lot of my listeners are going to be people that are looking for work, right? Because the main thing I do is I help people land new roles at the moment. That's probably 80% Maybe. of what I do. So yes. what is the Paul Moore uh, philosophy on job-seeking,
1: if you've got I one? I haven't, em- haven't been employed from, uh, since I was 21, and I'm 40 this weekend. So my, my take on job-seeking is um, it's just like an opportunity, right? So you're just seeking out opportunity, and there is endless opportunity in the world. I think the biggest is that people have is they want – it seems to me anyway, bearing in mind that we, we employ people we've employed several people. And it seems to me that people kind of want the perfect role, the perfect job, and they only want to do shit that they love. Which, by the way, this, people also seem to think that oh, that's what you do when you're self-employed. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's, so, I mean, I'm in a position now where I only really do the shit that I like doing, but that's taken 19 years I've been self-employed for.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've had to eat a lot of shit along the way. And I think that there's a big myth that is in the world right now, particularly on LinkedIn. <laughs> in fact, and just a particularly thing where it's like, oh, well, you know this whole um, find a job you love and you'll never work another day in your life and that? I, mean, I still have to go to fucking work, mate. I love what I do, but I'd still rather hang out with my kids and play fucking FIFA and Fortnite. <laughs> you know what I mean? But unfortunately, I'm not going to get paid for that because I'm shite at it. <laughs> but, but, but I think that's the, that, that's the challenge. We've got to look at, okay, well, the work, you don't have to love your job. Like, I think it's a bonus if you love your job, but you can also love what that job gives you. Maybe it gives you a sense of purpose. Maybe it gives you, well, let's face it, it gives you fucking money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe you love the opportunities that it gives you. Maybe you love the fact that it gets to um, pay for a fire pit in your back garden that you don't need. I'm just looking around my back garden. Yeah. <laughs> shit you bought, we're you we talking about, like, so does- about- lockdown of all, right? Like I sound- think everybody, everybody bought shit for the back garden that they don't need. Yeah. Fire pits and hot tubs. Dude, I'm actually standing right now at a table and I'm like a, a dining set in the garden with a fire pit in the middle of the table that I think was about two and a half grand. We've used it once.
0: <laughs> that like, sounds like a good investment. So- I'm just a, a
1: terrible investment. Terrible investment. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but, but what I've said, my, my, my whole thing on that is sometimes you have to eat shit and you've got to love what the thing gives you. You don't have to love the thing itself. So what so about think,
0: finding opportunity though? Cuz like I, I would agree with you. I've never really had a job as such yeah, since yeah. I was 21. I've had a couple of yeah. things that lasted a week or two. I'm, I'm not really, really employable. employable. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. Too, yeah. I think I think but a lot of people many hundreds of thousands of people in the UK are finding that they're unemployable. i.e. there isn't a job for what they thought they could do because they've been doing yeah. whatever thing for 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah. So yeah. what is the attitude? It's all right for me and you just that's to say exactly, oh, well I'll go that's find a penny." Exactly
1: what, what it is about attitude, right? It's about effort level. Like, it's about effort level. Like, and and you got to think that I employ, and I'm sure a lot of guys who are in a similar kind of business position to me, I employ people not based on their qualifications. I employ people based on their attitude. Mm-hmm. So my number two right now, who's very well paid, he's 22 years old. He started off as an office administrator, right? This guy was a plater, which basically means he hits stuff with metal. He hits Mm -hmm. metal with metal. (laughs) He worked on a factory on a line, and then he came to work for me as an office administrator. I'd never worked in an office before. Now, he's moved from that to sales guy. Now, he's full-time marketing guy. So, Mm -hmm. he produces my podcast. He runs my podcast. He's got to hang out with Tyson Fury, Anthony Crawler. This week, tomorrow, we've got Chris Ramsey on. Thursday, we're with Ollie Alderton. We've got James Haskell on next month. We've got all these big ballers on. He's getting to hang out with them, and he got the job on one reason and one reason only because he had a great attitude.
0: Don't and tell me you got- met him at the gym. Did you meet at the gym, the best job center? Yes. Yeah. I met him at jiu He now he's probably the only
1: guy in the world who gets paid for strangling his boss three times a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the title for this podcast. Yes. Get Funny paid enough, to you strangle fight. your he had a, boss. That's the view the
1: weekend, actually, as well. Yeah, yeah, but he, he, he's. He gets paid for stronger than his boss three times a week. Yeah. Is he able to choke you out then? Is he bigger yes. than you? He's he's about. He got his blue belt in December. I got mine uh, this month. Is he bigger than you? No, he's about. He's about three kilos lighter than me. But in jujitsu, it doesn't make any fucking difference,
0: really. <laughs> like, I'm imagine, new- imagine your workplace is like the Pink Panther. I remember in the old days with Kato like, hiding around Dude, the corner. It was
1: so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, one of, our, one of our things that we do is we play a lot of table tennis in our office. Yeah. yeah. So one of the skills that you have to have is you have
0: to be all right to table tennis. <laughs> I yeah, think people listening will be thinking, thinking, how can I get Paul Moore as my boss? Because does sound like a fucking laugh. All of his friends are jealous.
1: And All of his friends are jealous seeing he's got a great job. But I've also, you've got the flip side of that is that working for me is quite hard work because there's not another woman in the world that could live with me, apart from my wife. Hmm. And there's not many people that could handle that. This enthusiasm seems good now, but imagine it at fucking seven o'clock in the morning or <laughs> half five on a Wednesday morning when I have to pick them up to go to Shrewsbury to interview Ollie yeah. Ollerton. Half five in the morning, this amount of enthusiasm isn't,
0: isn't everyone's cup of tea. Yeah.
1: So yeah, talking about opportunity, it, that is often down to attitude.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good attitude. I, I'm not sure I could beat that really because it is down to attitude. So I've got one at the moment where... Someone's come to me, he's the MD of a company, and he says, "Thought I need a van driver fast. Have you got anyone on your books that needs a van driving job? Now, yeah. the guys that I help are typically, not always, but they're typically middle and upper level management. Yeah. I then start texting these guys, hey, dude, yeah. you want a van driving job for two weeks? They're like, yeah. some of them are like, get yeah. fucked. But some of them, to be fair, them are like, yeah, I'll do anything. Do people really want a job or do they want money? Well, I think the, the thing that, I've, I that I'm pointing out to them... Money. Yeah. It's not, But to me, it's, what I'm pointing out to them is it's, it's an opportunity, isn't it? Because it's a story for a start. Like, we could go to the press for that. We can say, hey, you've gone from 150 grand a year. Now you're driving a van, but you've shown the attitude to go drive the van. Let's, yeah. let's find the angle here. Let's make and this. Man, yeah, this, is a, this is, that's an
1: amazing point, mate, because there's two things happened to me last week. One was that I got approached by TikTok mm-hmm. to work with, with, a, with a team globally on the mindset and the mental health. Mm-hmm. And two, was assigned signed with the second biggest publisher in the world. Both of them didn't happen as a result of me necessarily going to them. Mm-hmm. But my whole lesson that I got last week, I was telling my guys about this today is when I was on the phone to TikTok, the girl I was talking to was like fangirling. And Paul, I can't believe I'm talking. I'm so chuffed. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was very strange for me, right? It was humbling. <laughs> but what yeah. I'm, the lesson that I got was you never know who's watching.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you never know who's watching. I didn't know that these publishers were looking at me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. They've just given me the producer, a producer who's the investor to give a journalist for the BBC Newsnight. Hardcore. And she's been like, Paul, I've been watching all your stuff. I've been listening to all your podcasts. I'm like, holy fucking shit. So it doesn't matter what you do, there's somebody's always watching. So who yeah. knows what kind of opportunity that would open up for you?
0: That's a good, that's another good tagline. Somebody's always watching. Uh, so too, yeah. I get that. People approach I'm me you've been watching for six months on LinkedIn. They never comment. Yes, Lookers. <laughs> Lurkers, yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, but lurkers are good, man. Lurkers have got yeah, well, budget. Lurkers yes. have got budget. These guys, well, they have. Lurkers have got budget because they don't, they often don't comment. The big hitters often don't comment. They're just sitting, they look at stuff and then they'll yeah. just pick up the, they'll send you a message and the next thing you know, yeah, there's they, a contract. They don't, have, they, don't, yeah. they
1: don't do this whole interaction thing and debates on LinkedIn and d- debates on, I don't do that either. No. Yeah. Like, like it's like, you're, you're right. These leaders are too busy leading.
0: Well, they should be. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, you're not dishing out death threats to Paul Moore, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I haven't had one this year. I'm kind of disappointed. Well, that is well, that is really good to hear. I was concerned for you, mate, because I, I oh, I've oh, heard you on your oh, podcast oh, talking about your death threats. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, only you don't deserve this. You yeah, seem like a friendly, jovial kind of guy. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. So um, but yeah, I think that that is opportunities about effort, but also you never know what the littlest thing. So this guy Mac, who works for me, mm-hmm. he has. Essentially, why I gave him the job. He did that thing where he said, "Can I meet you for a coffee and pick your brain?" Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that question, <laughs> but I did anyway because I think you he, he threatened to beat me up or something. <laughs> <laughs> I met him for coffee and he told me about this business that he started, which is like an Amazon side hustle, right? An mm-hmm. Amazon. I can't remember what it's called, like some drop, Amazon dropshipping or something. Yeah, yeah. Doing pretty well out of it, and I was like, he was He was twenty-one at the time, and he's working in a factory, and he's got this. I don't, that's initiative. You can't teach that. You invested all yeah. of his mo- money to buy, a uh, make your own slime kit for kids, <laughs> right? <And laughs> I, I know how good they are. Them. My
0: daughter's obsessed with them.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. So the company's called Professor Gloop. I've actually yeah. ended up investing in another company with them for these massage guns. You know, the mobile yeah. massage
0: guns? My, master, my massage woman was trying to hit me with it today. I said, fuck off, I'm here. I'm here you for you to work on me. I'm not paying for you to kill me with <laughs> that thing. Yeah, just trying to save ourselves, just trying to
1: automate the massage. Exactly. Mostly. Love it. Yeah. you <laughs> could also do ourselves our business, though, because they're really good. Well, um, I, but, I'm not risking it. Yeah, but, but he, he told me about that, and I was, that's what got him the job, because he asked the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I didn't give him the job until, like, I didn't offer them a job until about seven months later. Mm-hmm. When I needed someone for that job, the first person I thought of was him. And he wasn't even really a fit for the job at all. In fact, I spoke to my wife about it because my wife's basically the brains of the business. And she mm-hmm. said, she said, do you know why you want to give him the job, Paul? Because he's like you. And I can't handle two of you in the office. <laughs> <laughs> but then we did, we did, we we interviewed him. My, my coach, Nikki interviewed him. And she was like, yeah, he's got a lot of your traits, but he's also got a high degree of like, steadiness and he's calm hence he's a fighter he's
0: calmer than you on the show anyway yeah very good he's
1: very calm and chilled i've never seen him stressed um yeah he doesn't get he doesn't get emotional about anything Mm -hmm. whereas i'm high i'm emotionally charged um so yeah it's um it's a great fit but that came about just because of his attitude
0: yeah and he had the balls to ask you for a coffee like i i often say that to youngsters and same goes for old people, but I often used to say that to youngsters in the old days when unemployment wasn't as crazy. I would say, yeah. look, just invite the person you respect out, but whatever you do, make sure you offer to pay. And yes. yeah, don't use the pick your brains question because it's cliché. but find a way yeah. of putting it that's in your own words. Yeah. And Miss, it a, it's an absolute winner. I, if you offer to pay, people to are impressed for that. I have to tell you something. Today, I got something in the post.
1: This, I posted on my, my Instagram earlier. I get a lot of requests for podcasts, right? About yeah. 10 a week. Big head mode, right? But I got this letter that said, um, you may have spotted us on LinkedIn. Oh, sorry, on Instagram. We'd love to have you on the podcast and thought this would give us a boost. And they attached a boost ball <laughs> to the letter. On the next side, it said, um, I know you're really busy, but be great if it would be great if you could take some time out with your busy schedule to talk to us on your podcast. A time out attached to the piece of paper. On the last page, it was something like, have a break, have a Kit Kat. And they just attached three chocolate balls. And I instantly... Bearing in mind I turned down a lob just because I can't see yes to everything. Yeah. I instantly said yes to these guys.
0: That's, That's superb, and now I feel like a right <laughs> skinflint, Because I haven't offered you flip <laughs> call. Well, but dude, you don't drink, or I'd send you a nice bottle of whiskey or something.
1: Dude, you're called four, so you're automatically onto a fucking winner. I didn't Thank want to incur much, the man. hammer. I didn't want to incur the hammer.
0: Well, I'll I'll <laughs> mail you, I'll mail you my hammer, the one I keep under my bed for the burglars, and I'll get myself a new one. <laughs> I love one. it,
1: mate. <laughs> I love it, Yeah, so so the M. Um, so that is an example though of attitude. Yeah. And I've seen someone once, it was a long time ago, I, was, I think I was in a mastermind or something, and someone had sent one shoe, like a size 11 shoe, to a mm-hmm. company and said, this is to get me foot in the door.
0: Yeah, if you want good. me
1: in the trainer, drop me a text, drop me an email or something. Yeah. Like, that, kind of, that doesn't happen anymore. And I think it's because, and this is why I love this podcast request so much, like I agreed to it instantly, didn't yeah. make them go through the application process, didn't make them make a donation or whatever, didn't think you have to have this many downloads or anything, which is about to start doing now. I was, they instantly got in because attitude and that kind of thing doesn't get done anymore. And I think it's because it's so easy to just drop someone a LinkedIn message, yeah. to just drop someone an email, to just some, drop someone an Instagram. Going that little bit extra step could go a long way for an employer.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Like, and I'll this, never forget market, that.
1: I will never, uh, ever forget that letter. And here's the thing. I'll tell everyone about it as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just being that little bit extra makes you remarkable because most people yeah. don't go any, never mind an extra mile, they don't go an extra fucking centimeter. So you know what they, they do though? fill an application for
1: They copy and fucking paste mm-hmm. a bunch of messages and send them to a bunch of random people with no fucking thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, you get them all the time on LinkedIn get them all the time on Instagram. They don't even get me fucking name right. Yeah, But that little bit of an extra effort to, to get me on that show, and again, it's not a massive deal, but imagine it, like, that's just to get me on a podcast. Imagine if they wanted to get a job, like, actually get paid by me. That would instantly make them
0: stand out. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. It's cool, man. Uh, listen, I'm hugely appreciative of your time because I haven't sent you anything, and now I feel I'm going to have to ask you for your address offline to send you something. <laughs> uh, and also... I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it there because I've had plenty of your time and I keep my shows really short. As I always say, I'm not Joe Rogan yet, so uh, Dude, I keep it yeah, short. Yeah. It's not a three enough. hour show with me.
1: <laughs> Funny enough, mate, when I'm trying to book when I'm trying to book people for my podcast, it's quite hard to get people locked down because I do them all live, right? Yeah, in person. And one of the first questions I get asked is, "How long is it?" First question, Chris Ramsey. Yeah. He's like, "How long is it?" I said, "Mate, only an hour." I'm not fucking Joe Rogan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think oh, anyone could help me I, for that. Now for that I feel part. like I must have nicked that from you, but I don't remember hearing you say that. My apologies oh. if I've fucking stolen it from you, dude. Dude, no, I don't think I've said that either. <laughs> you never know, though. Cool. Thanks, Paul. Really appreciate you coming on Thank the show. Much. Nice one.
1: I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. See ya. Cheers.